The future is female, and behind every successful woman is herself. At Beach Candy Swimwear, we believe real women truly do shine the brightest. Welcome to the Real Women Shine podcast with Beach Candy Swimwear. Hey guys, how's it going? My name is Britt. I'm the founder and designer at Beach Candy Swimwear. Today we're going to be speaking with Adrian Jones, who was a professor at my college in New York back in, oh gosh, how many years ago was that? Uh, 2004 to 2008. And I studied under some of the most incredible professors and really learned pattern making from its roots and really learned what it took to create a garment. That's actually my passion and my trade. I'm a pattern maker by trade. And Adrienne taught me almost everything I know. And she's just an incredible person inside and out. And she always knows how to turn a situation around, make it a creative, adventurous experience. And so I thought, now more than ever, let's check in with Adrienne and see what she's up to during the pandemic and brighten our Cinco de Mayo and our day with such an incredible woman that I'd love to share with you. Hey, Adrienne, how's it going? Hey, Britt. Thanks for inviting me. Oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. Oh, I'm sending you a hug, a socially distanced hug. Same, same. Your home looks so beautiful. I've never gotten the pleasure to see it. I love that. Is, you, is your ceiling even green? Even the ceiling is green because you have, <laughs> to, you have to look up. In these days and times, you always have to look up. So yes, ceiling is green. Awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is my, my home is like my, uh, my own box of Crayola crayons. Yes. So I pull out colors and I was like, oh, this will look nice. And then that's well, it's probably treating you really well during quarantine right now because it's nice to have beautiful surroundings. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I wish it was a little warmer so I could spend more time outside. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'll send I'll you some California there. sunshine. <laughs> Thank you. We had it for the weekend and then okay. it's gotten colder every day. Yeah. So I go sit in my backyard around between noon and two when the sun is at its highest and I can make believe it's 70 and 80 degrees. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, happy Cinco de Mayo. I see you have happy. your cocktail there. Yes, yes. Here's, here's, <laughs> Cheers. To, here's to you. <laughs> here's to you. Mm-hmm. For everyone that has not met my Adrian, she is a gem that I'm so, so pleased to share with everyone. Uh, I met Adrian back in college in New York City, and she was my professor for all four years in pattern making, design, and all things creative. And I can never forget the first class I had with you, Adrian. You oh were showing God. us how to pivot a dart on a, on a bodice. And I remember standing there and getting tears in my eyes because I was finally learning something that I loved so dearly and turning it into a craft. And I remember standing there getting tears in my eyes thinking, I hope my classmates don't see me because I'm totally weeping over this. But I just felt like I was in that right place at the right time and with the totally right woman. And you've, you've never oh. let me down and you've always been an inspiration to me. So I just wanted to thank you before we start chit-chatting. Oh, love you back. I love and you I'm so always, much. It's always such um, a blessing and a gift to be able to do what you love to do. So that tear part, I totally get it. Yeah. I, I totally you. get it. Um, having, having, it seems like all my life, this is all I've known how to do is to create. 
And to be able to give that back to other people who love it as much as I do, it's, it's a thrill. It's a thrill every time I step into the classroom and I see faces who remind me of me when I got the opportunity to go to school and, and do what I love. Absolutely, that's amazing. Share a little bit more about how long you've been teaching, what's going on with your classes now, uh, what, do you, what aspect of um, pattern making do you love most or designing or the creative process? And also like, what are you doing now just to stay busy and stay positive during, during the quarantine? Okay, okay, okay. I didn't write the list down. Jeez. <laughs> okay, so I have been teaching at Pratt Institute forever. We'll just leave it at forever, okay? <laughs> um, and forever is a long, long time. Uh, uh, it's also part of what I love. I never um, imagined that I would be teaching. And... Um, it was something that my students actually taught me how to do. I came straight out of the industry and I was like, well, I'm good at what I do. I don't know that I can teach it to anybody else. So I was just really honest with my first class and said, um, I don't know how to teach you what I know. So you're going to have to tell me what you need. And so my students helped me to become the professor that I am today. Amazing. So, all right, so what am I doing? I teach pattern making, I teach construction, I teach a specialty in tailoring mm -hmm. and leather, suede and fur design. Mm -hmm. All the things, all the things that I love. So I get to just keep, just keep giving back the love, you know? Yeah. Um, what's happening now? Wow, what's happening now? Life is on, no, I can't say life is on pause because it's not. Um, but things changed drastically in March. Um, it was the second week of March. Uh, we were just, we had finished uh, week six. Yes. The following week would have been spring break. And we get um, a notification from the provost that school was gonna shut down. That was the same day that they announced that uh, the coronavirus was a worldwide epidemic. So we just kind of look at each other like, okay. And at that time they told us we would be coming back um, in two weeks. So we had the week of spring break and the week after that, I guess to kind of figure out where we were going. And of course that didn't happen. Um, and we did not come back. So um, everything got turned upside down. And my biggest concern was the students because, you know, like one minute we were there and the next we weren't. And they were still on campus um, till I think that following Tuesday. So I was emailing them that whole, that whole week that we were gone, um, trying to find out had everybody got home safely? Um, was everybody okay? How are they feeling? And um, that's kind of what we've been doing. And just, you know, trying to encourage them to uh, look, look towards the light. And um, we get together every week 
and we sometimes we just talk about what's going on with each other and and how we're getting through and it's really about encouraging them yeah. and um i know one student said she was making a dress and uh she didn't like it so i said well what don't you like about it she says oh i'm just not feeling it i said okay well design the dress design the look that you would wear to come to my breakout party everybody smiles like wait are we really invited and i was like you have to design the look first <laughs> and um <laughs> sometimes i just shoot stuff right off the top of my head I'm, I'm not even gonna lie about it but this this was new and different this was absolutely new and different i've come to hate zoom okay because now it's it was like when uh facebook first came out and everybody discovered facebook everybody had to be on facebook and you can't do anything other than be on Facebook. So now I had somebody call me a couple of weeks ago um, to watch TV. And I said, okay, so let me get this straight. We're gonna get on the computer and you're gonna watch me watch TV? Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Not, 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 in, not interested. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was reading something where a lot of the online stores are selling mostly tops because everyone's you know not buying the bottoms they're just irrelevant yeah I'm I'm naked from the waist in. <laughs> yeah drinking yeah so <laughs> an appropriate Cinco de Mayo celebration <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> gotta get your party where you can that's for sure these days everywhere every how every way yes every way yes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so the met gala was supposed to be yesterday tell us what you did with your students yesterday should have been the big ball that uh nobody gets invited to so there was um this is for lack of better words, organization that some students have put together a few years ago. Um, I think it's high fashion Twitter. And so they had decided to, everybody just post looks of what they, will wear, what they would wear if they went to the ball. And so I said that out to my students. Nobody got back to me and maybe that's possible because this is finals week. And so whatever work that everybody put together was due this week. So maybe they didn't have time, but again, just, you know, constantly sending them stuff that would uh, keep them inspired. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's very hard to be, well, there's two ends to it. You can really kind of lean in and be very creative during this yes. time because you have this span of time and, you know, uh, freedom to just create, but then it can also be no light at the end of the tunnel. When is this going to end? And I'm, right. Right. And I try to, I try to focus and, um, you know, like yoga teaches you stay in the present, stay in the moment. And for me, I never have this much time to be at home. So I'm loving it, but there's so many things to do and I have to pace myself and say, uh, you know, you can pick this up and do it tomorrow. Right. Like right. I've totally, redesigned my backyard, changed the colors. I've been painting everything. And, and it's just like, slow down, 
we've got the whole summer because normally I also teach during the summer. I do the pre-college program. Right. And um, I'm going to be home all summer for the first time in forever. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what are to- you, aside from decorating your home, what are you doing? Are you, are you sewing at all or are you creating? I um- have. The funny thing is there were so many things that I needed to get to when this first happened. Yeah. Um, so I have stuff waiting for me and some of it would only take maybe 20 minutes. I haven't gotten there yet. I have yeah. not gotten to my studio yet. And it's not because I don't want to, it's just because I didn't get there yet. Yeah. Or because I wanted to paint the chairs outside flamingo pink. Priorities. So <laughs> for your two hours of sunshine a day, that makes perfect sense. Well, well, we do have more. We do have more hours of sunshine. The thing is, it gets cold. Yeah. Like we had 70s this weekend, and then today it's in the 40s, and it's supposed to continue to drop. Mm. Makes yeah. no sense to me, but Corona's in charge, so maybe she took over the weather too. Yeah, jeez, I know. How are your parents doing? I only have one left now. Okay. Um, Next month will be a year since my dad passed. Um, So I'm going to slide through that because you don't want me just bawling over in tears. Yeah. I I don't think I knew that, Adrian. I'm so sorry. Your parents are Um, uh, legendary. Yes. And I am a big old daddy's girl. Um, And so for me... It has, it's not been so much next year. I mean, next month is the, a year since he's passed. For me, every day is, it's just another day that daddy's not here. Um, and it's been like that. So even for me now, I can remember exactly um, where he was in the process this time last year. And not knowing then how much time I had left, um, but glad that I had stopped to enjoy the time I had. Because I remember in April, I, I started grieving him and I had to stop myself. And I was like, wait, he's not gone. And there was just this whole separation between my heart and my head. So in my head, I knew that he was preparing to go. Um, In my heart, I was a five-year-old and I I had superpowers and I was gonna be able to save him and keep him here. And I remember one day I said to him, I said, you know, daddy, are you getting ready to leave me? And he says, oh no, dog. And I turned around and walked away and I was like, okay. And I remember thinking that's what a good daddy would say, even though we knew otherwise. And, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to have had him in my life all my life. Um, And he was at home and he just closed his eyes and went to sleep. Well, that is a blessing that, that he went that way for sure. And that he had you, you were, 
with them and are with them all the time. They're so lucky to have you as a daughter. I always loved when you talked about your parents and what was new with them and their lifelong love. How many years were they together? 63. 63. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And uh, my mom is still here. Um, she's amazing. I mean, I, I just had such amazing parents, you know, another, another one of the great blessings in my life. Um, and I know as an artist, um, I was their different child. They was like, we don't know where this came from. <laughs> um, but they were supportive. They were so supportive of me being different that being different wasn't a big deal, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I got to embrace being different. And for a African-American child, um, that's, that's huge. That's huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and I, and I do think that there was a slight, my mom had a slight fear of me being an artist because all she knew was starving artists. <laughs> and <laughs> she just made me promise. She said, well, whatever you do, just promise me you'll be your best. And um, I think I did that. Definitely. And I think I, I think I continue to do that because you don't just reach best and then you just stay there. Right. You have to keep, you know, you just keep striving for better. Yeah. Absolutely. How's New York doing? And I mean, have you felt um, like what, what does it feel that I, I miss New York? I think about New York all the time. What's the impact or how's it feeling in that, you know, when you drive through the city or I don't know. I have, I, I can't even imagine. I live in the suburbs, so I'm yeah. about 20 minutes away from Manhattan. Um, I am still driving around on the same tank of gas from March, where am I going? Um, so even though I'm in the suburbs, I, I live in New Rochelle, which was, became the, the hotspot um, when this first came out. Like all eyes were on New Rochelle um, because we had one of the first cases here that was not related to someone who had traveled out of the country. And that was the game changer because up until that time, it was said you had to have traveled out of the country, specifically China, Italy, or Spain. And this gentleman hadn't. So we had the first um, containment zone and they sent out the National Guard. So I know people were thinking, what you see and hear in the um, apocalyptic movies. So I had calls from all over the world. Are you okay? Um, because they assumed that the National Guard was here walking around with guns, making sure you stayed put. And it wasn't like that. Um, so for me, it just became a slight inconvenience. I was still able, you know, we were still able to go around the area that they contained was a maybe a eighth of a mile outside of it. Um, 
and we had the first testing center. So I went over there and got tested and I was negative. Um, and I mainly did that for my mom because I know, you know, I have to check in with her and make sure she's okay. Right. And so I needed, you know, I needed to know for her benefit and also for mine. Um, so I started having conversations with self about, well, what is this going to mean as far as your life outside of, okay, work has changed. Um, but what else does that mean? That means you stand online, which is something I've never done other than for a Prince concert, you know? So yeah. before you leave the house, take a little extra dose of patience. Oh, but you don't have any to begin with. So let's make this, um, you know, an adventure. <laughs> yes. Now, by the way, this is my new book that I am reading. It's not a new book, but it's the book that I'm reading now, How to Be an Explorer of the World. I love it. In pandemic time. <laughs> um, because I am, there's a huge part of me that is still five years old. So I have to make things an adventure. So Going to Costco, that's an adventure. Um, <laughs> and I was there like that first, that first week in March, that first full week in March. And I remember seeing all these people on a Monday. So I'm thinking, oh, there were a lot of seniors there. So I thought, okay, um, this is the first Monday in the month. Everybody got their social security check. So that's why it's so crowded. I'll come back. It never crossed my mind until I came back the third time that day. Oh, this is about Corona. So I'm noticing that everybody's buying tons of toilet paper and paper towel. Yeah. That went completely over my head. Didn't understand. It's like, what do you, you can't eat this. What are you doing with this? So I went about my shopping as normal, you know, buying the food that I needed. And I think it was another two weeks when um, people started recognizing, oh, we need food in order to need toilet paper, you know? <laughs> um, and I'm a people watcher. So it's just been very interesting to me to see how other people are reacting to this. Like I started wearing a mask um, almost immediately. And I remember this woman said to me, she says, aren't you afraid to wear a mask? Because people might think you have the virus. And of course this was before they told everybody to wear masks. And at that point, the government wasn't really giving us any information. So I took my information from the what? The, Apple, um, the uh, movies, the movies of the apocalypse. Yeah. It was like, well, everybody in those movies wear masks and, and when the National Guard comes, it's time to put on a mask. Yeah. So I was like, no, in that way, people will stay away from me and I won't get whatever this is going around. And then like two weeks later, they announced you should wear a mask. Right, right. So I've just been kind of entertaining myself when I go outside my world. Right. That's good. I mean, whatever we can do to keep, keep smiling and keep the hope going and take yeah. a sip, take a sip, <laughs> take a sip. <laughs> mm. 
I know. I really felt it today when I read, I read an article about how it just keeps mutating and they're finding different strains and it just feels like this whole invisible virus is just, I'm, I'm, I'm scared for the world. I really am, but I'm trying to really keep positive and keep my, keep my sights on just the future. Um, being, you know, being as much of a, a contribution to those around us because that right. also kind of keeps your head right. up. I think it's, I think it's hard because especially as Americans, we're used to being in control and I don't think enough of us recognize we are not in control of this. Um, I still think people are not taking it seriously. I, I'm concerned when it does get warmer here. Uh, like I said, we had a really warm weekend and they showed everybody out at Central Park as if uh, nothing had happened. People weren't wearing masks. Um, they, you know, just like yeah. we normally are in New York, we're all on top of each other. Right. So that for me is, is kind of scary because we know a second wave is coming. Right. Right. You know, and how much more deadly do we need this to be? Right. Absolutely. I know. And yeah, everyone is getting impatient. They opened the beaches, I'm sure you saw in California last weekend. And my God, it's like nuts to butts. <laughs> but, so and, and many the crazy people. thing is... When have you ever gone to a beach where people weren't on top of each other? Right. What are you thinking? I know. I know. It's a recipe for disaster. So we've seen a spike recently in Orange County. and Of course. I know. So now I think the beaches are just open for exercise, which, you know, for in the mornings, if we keep our distance, I think that's fine. But it's just... If. I know. I if. Know. I know. You know, I wanted to, um, I was going to paint the back of this jacket. So when I had to go out and stand online, it, on the back of the jacket, it would say, you know, back the up. <laughs> and, and a friend of mine said, because I actually had, I had some of the N95 masks because I'm always doing stuff. So I just took, I took the ones that I had and there was a emergency room nurse who took really excellent care of my dad uh, whenever he had to go to the emergency room. So I painted it and gave it to her. And so I'm wearing this painted mask of all these different colors and people would stop because some of them had poetry on it and they wanted to read it. So a friend of mine was saying, she says, no, 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 don't, don't do that with a jacket because people won't just read what it says. They'll want to know where they can get what. Right. So I was like, mm, good point. Yeah. Good point. So I left that alone. I know. You have to just kind of be invisible right now so that... Uh... Which is so hard for me to do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. You're such a <laughs> social butterfly. <laughs> I'm trying not to be. I'm trying to be more like a moth. <laughs> there you go. I'm trying to be more moth-like right now and, you know, just stay to myself. Fortunately, I have a friend that lives literally across the street and um, her mom is a nurse. So we all got tested at the same time. So that's my safe house. Very when, good. When, you know, when I feel like, oh, I can go over there and I can get something different to eat than what I'm cooking or not cooking over here. Right. That's right. my safe house. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, there is still beauty in the world. 
and I get excited, like when I'm outside, like right now, I'm, see me keeping focus, this is probably the best you've ever seen because I am a five-year-old and there's my next door neighbor, he's outside playing. So that's another reason why Zoom is hard for me because I know I need to stay focused and you know look at the person I'm talking to, which is why glasses come in handy because you can't always see that I'm not looking at you. Right. Um, so when my classes are going on, last week I saw this beautiful red cardinal and I just jumped up to go look out the window and they're like, where, where is she now? <laughs> <laughs> so the whole idea of looking at the little things, like my garden looks fantastic. I have all these colors popping up. Um, I did see a snake in my garden. And Ooh. Yeah, ill. no, ill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, my neighbor was out washing his car. So, you know, with the safe distance, I walked over and he says, oh, how are you? And I said, well, that's going to depend on the answer to my next question. And he said, what's your question? I said, are you afraid of snakes? And he said, yes. And I said, well, then I'm not doing that great. I'm not doing that great. <laughs> and he said, you saw a snake? And, and he said, well, how big was the snake? And I was like, it was this big. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a snake, yeah. you know, so, yeah. you know, it was, it was a boa constrictor in my world. Right. So he told me all the good things that snakes do for gardens. And, and I said, so you're not, you're not coming to get them. So he said, no, no. And I said, so you just want me to just walk my happy butt back down the street and not look at it again. And he said, yes, yes. And that's what yeah, my doing. garden, my garden snake story. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That's pretty yeah. scary. I know. I, we yeah, actually I, have a, a little lizard in our office. He got in somehow and I'll be packing online orders and I get all perturbed when I hear some rattling around, but I carried some garments upstairs and he was in the pile I carried I was hanging <laughs> it, and he just jumped out at me. But the animals, they're just coming out in droves. They, they know no one's out and they're just taking over. They know no one's out. They know we have not been responsible in taking care of the planet like we should. Right. Um, <laughs> I was sitting outside in this bee about that big came out and I guess I was sitting near where he intended to go and but I had on my mirrored sunglasses just chilling and he comes like yeah about this far away from my face and he's just hovering there and I felt he was being very aggressive and I thought okay I'm not gonna make any sudden moves and I should have pulled up my phone because I've never been, literally, because he was eye level, face to face with a bee like that. And I didn't move and then he didn't move. And then he turned around and he's like, okay, I guess she's cool. And then I thought, well, I have on mirrored sunglasses. So maybe he was looking at himself trying to figure out what was going on. Right. But now I hear, did you hear about the killer bees? Yeah, the no, murder hornets. <laughs> Yeah. The world's ending, Adrian. Take a sip. Take a sip. Take a sip. Okay. Listen. 
I, I, I do this thing with my students called news, weather, and sports because they don't read. They don't know what's going on in the world. So every week we come in and I tell them what's going on. And I said to them, this is the crazy part. I said to them just before Corona, I said, listen, we've not been good to the world. We're either going to be eaten alive by, by bugs on the outside or by bugs on the inside. But somehow the bugs are going to win. And then Corona hits and they're like, you told us this. And I'm like, oh my God. And it's really, it's really happening. It's really happening. So when I saw that, I was like, this is a joke. No, it's not a joke. And they showed it. Can you imagine seeing a two inch wasp? No, no. And last year, was it last year? No, two years ago. Somehow a nest of wasps tunneled in from the outside of my house and they ended up in my bathroom right? Never been stung before by a wasp. I step out of the shower and I step down and all of a sudden my leg feels paralyzed. And I was like, what, what just happened? And when I able to pull my foot up, I see I've stepped on a wasp. I don't think anything about it. I've got windows all over, no big deal. Except it happened again. And a wasp sting is... Ooh horrific and yeah. they don't die like bees they can just they keep stinging you stinging. until they get tired so fortunately i was able we found the nest my exterminator came and we got rid of them and i'm still alive like Thank you me. know i used to have very long hair yeah one night one got caught in my hair and he stung me on my back like four times before i could move oh my god so i cannot imagine something this big like if that's what's coming this summer i know hell with the backyard i'm not going outside i know scary so Ugh. get your can of wasp and hornet spray i don't know if it's gonna work you'll probably have to use like a whole can just yeah and a baseball one. bat Right, because the, <laughs> the, the spray will probably just stun them. Yes, exactly. And then you have to, yeah. Hit the home run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then run home. And then yeah. run home. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, welcome to the new world. <laughs> hey. Let's say hey. this is over tomorrow. Big uh, wish. Uh, what, what are you looking forward to? Um, traveling. Mm, me too. I had... I bought a ticket, one of those cheap tickets to uh, go to Atlanta for this premiere. And um, they weren't originally gonna give me my money back, but I, I did some kind of, oh, I came up with a, um, a letter from my doctor. And so they extended it for a year. They gave me a year credit. And then I just got something from Delta. Hey, Delta, thank you. Um, <laughs> That it's now, I have two years to use it. Very good. That's so good. I will pick a place and uh, maybe and I'll go. come back and hang out with you guys. So you Please. and I. Please, anytime. We're going to be. Unless you guys get those big wasps first. Right. 
I'll order you a human bubble off Amazon. No. We'll all be rolling around. There'll be, there'll be no way. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Mm -mm. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just going to love you from, from a distance. Yeah. What else would I do? I would definitely hop on the train and go, go into Manhattan. Um, that's one of the reasons why I love living here. I'm just far enough away that I can get away from the madness when I want to. Um, and people have to want to see me to come here, you know, because everything is within, you know, 20 minutes. But so I get to get away and have the downtime that I need and then go back into Manhattan and pull out all the energy. Right. That I mean, no. I just think it's, I think it's going to be um, very similar to going into Manhattan the first time after 9-11. Mm. It was very quiet. Um, the streets were, were somewhat empty. And I waited a week. I waited a week. I didn't go anywhere near the craft site. Um, but just seeing the streets empty it was very it was very different it was very different i know it's so sad to think of what's going on in the city right now and the just the level of impact and the contagiousness and how how many people it's affected is mind-boggling and i think of the subways and you know before we were on lockdown and everyone in those subways together traveling and how right. how quickly it must have just spread in the subways alone well, now the, the issue with the subway is that's where the homeless are living. They have taken up refuge in the subways. And so now they're actually talking about um, closing the subways between like midnight and 5 a.m. Um, but that's not going to solve the homeless problem. No. We still have a homeless problem. Yeah. But they feel like, you know, these are people who are not um, they're not going to be able to get tested. So our MTA service is also part of the essential workers and they could be getting sick from, you know, these people that are living, living on the subway. So there's so many layers to this. It's not just there's a virus and it can kill you if you don't stay home. There's, there's everything that happens, like you said, what would I do? Well, I'm, I'm fortunate that I have options um, because there are people who are not going to have any options. They're not going to have a job to go back to. Um, they're trying to put a freeze on rents in New York. Um, I know. So I don't know. I just, I just go to my imagination and, and believe that when we come out of this, people will be better. They'll act better towards one another. Um, and we're seeing some of it now, but we're also seeing the right. worst. I know. You know, and there's no, there's no in between. You're either seeing the best of people or the worst. There's, there's nothing else in between that. Right. No, I mean, it's the most extreme situation we've all ever lived through. Yes. And and the fact that there's no end in, you know, there's no, there's no end in sight, really. You know, we don't know when this is going to, you know, when things will be safe again. In a hundred well, what we do, capacity. what we do know, if you, if you look at the history of pan, pandemics, 
it's never been a few weeks or a few months. It's been years. And that's why for me, it's just simpler to just let me, let me take this 24 hour period that I have and, and feel fortunate to have it. You know, um, this is going to be like the new cancer or, or the new, or the new AIDS. None of us are going to get out of this without knowing someone who didn't make it. You know, so instead of trying to fight it, let's try and figure out a way that we can get through this right. and, and, and help each other when we get to the other side. You right. know, whatever the other side looks like, we are going to have to help each other through it. Right. And, you know, the um, outside of just the art and the creating, um, my degree is in, I have a master's in art therapy. And I know when I'm talking to some people now who just don't know how to be by themselves. And that's something else that you don't realize. Um, that that's what people are doing right now. And they're having a very difficult time doing this because they don't like being alone by themselves. Right. You know, so maybe I might have to, you know, open up my practice and start and start helping people get their emotional part back in check. What does that look like? That's an amazing idea, Adrian. I love that. Because yeah, a lot of people don't have access to how to, you know, how to deal with this. I mean, we all don't and some on some level, but if you're not a creative person, that can that can be such a beautiful outlet during this time especially and uh, that would be that would be really incredible. So we'll see. I yeah. mean, again, it's an adventure and uh don't don't know which way it's going to go i know i know but you know try to try to give it your best every day try to understand when people are acting out um that they're acting out of fear you know they don't know what's happening they know they don't recognize they think that by going out and protesting that makes them in charge right and it doesn't right it doesn't. And I just really believe that we will come out of this better. We'll be more empathetic uh, to one another. Um, I do sometimes notice, you know, uh, I don't do the supermarket or Costco that much. I try to have it down to like a month. Um, and when somebody, when you stand aside, so you let somebody else pass, they'll say, oh, thank you. You know, so on a small scale, maybe we're getting, some of us are getting better. Others, it's, gonna t it's just going to take a little longer. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So let's see your beach candy swimsuit. This is from this, when Adrian paid me a this visit. Is, yes, this is my first, <laughs> my first custom-made beach candy. And Adrian taught me everything I know, so very well deserved. Oh, I remember when you first talked to me about going back to California, you wanted to do swimwear, and I don't remember who told you. It's like, oh, that's just a bad idea. I said, that's the best idea ever. Go make beautiful swimwear. <laughs> this is what we did. I love so it. I came out for my first L.A. visit. 
Brittany came and swooped me up and she says, oh no, we have to, you have to have a beach candy. I was like, what? Wait, I'm not ready. But you know what? You know what you do when you're not ready? Just jump in. So yes, I do have a bikini. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Okay. And yes, the booty fits very well. Thank you. And I do have, I do have a beach candy body. Thank you very much. You absolutely do. You look so beautiful in that. Mm-hmm. I love that color. Mm-hmm. That's our Hallie Gromit bikini. It's such a good, such a good suit. Look, lace up on the side. Love it. Okay, it's very good, very yes. cute, very sexy. Yes. Okay. I don't have anybody sexy to be on the beach with right now. I'm currently single, but that's okay because it's Corona season. Okay. <laughs> We will not be picking up any men friends during Corona time, okay? Because you really just want to come steal my toilet paper and my paper towel. So, well, I'll I'll see you after this is all over. <laughs> Sounds good, Adrian. Well, it was so good talking to you. So good to see your face and your beautiful home. Oh my gosh, I wish we could have done a home tour. Are all your rooms Next different time. colors? All the rooms are colors. The room behind me is orange. There's all kinds of things going on here. I love it. You're quite the sanctuary. I'm so glad to hear you're well. Yes, and I miss you. I miss you too. When this is over, I'm going to come to New York and we're going to paint that town as red as we can. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And then you're always welcome in LA, Orange County, anytime. I had the best time. You showed me, you showed me a new world. Don't want to live there, but it was very nice. Very, very You and Ryan treated me like freaking royalty. You are royalty to us. You're incredible. So don't forget that. Don't, if you have a bad day, just remember you've touched so many lives and there's so many more ahead. Really. Thank you. Love you. Love you, Adrian. Take care of yourself. I will promise because I'm going to need another one. Oh, absolutely. I will. um, We'll start designing it together and plan where we're going. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Somewhere fabulous with better cocktails than even these. Better cocktails (laughs) and and more of a private beach. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I'm not ready to go back into beach full swing as it used to be. No, no. Solitude is uh, where it's at. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) All right, Adrian, take care. Have a lovely show to Mayo. Love love to Ryan. I will will absolutely tell him you say hello. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Women Shine podcast with Beach Candy Swimwear. Please give us a thumbs up if you liked this video. And if you want to see more, please click on the subscribe button below. Don't forget to click the notification bell, which will notify you when a brand new Beach Candy video is published. We hope this episode brightened your day and inspired you to shine your brightest. If you want to learn more or experience our famous fit, you can head to our website at beachcandyswimwear.com.